Mongo. Have we ever told the audience about the fact that when Ryan one time had a really bad fever in high school, he had a dream where it was just him solving math <laughs> equations the whole time? <laughs> yeah, it really sucked, dude. Him, he, yeah, you even... said it was. You said it was terrifying. <laughs> <laughs> they didn't compute. Every time I solved one, it got harder and hotter, <laughs> and not in a sexy way. Welcome everyone to episode 28 of 99100, the show counting up the top 100 domestic grossing box office movies of 1999. I am your prodigal son host, Sparky Shelton. And I am the prodigy, like the band, Tino Mickens. <laughs> and as always, I'm Ryan. Boys, Fuck, I've got... I fucked it up. I've got one thing to say, three words for you. Borat is back, baby. The reviews are in, and it's very nice. Wow. Yeah, Shamash. You know the first, have you seen it yet, Sparky? I have not seen either Borat movie. <laughs> oh, well, you gotta watch the first Borat, like, for sure you need to. The second one, you could probably skip. It's not gonna be funny within, like, two years. But the but? very first line he says is, My name is Borat. My wife is very nice. Not. And then they don't make those jokes <laughs> for the rest of the whole movie. <laughs> Are you serious? That's so yeah. fucking bold. That is so incredible. That's like, um... That's like if uh, if Queen came out at Wembley Stadium and played We Are the Champions and was like, never again, idiots, and then <laughs> never did. Now we're doing again. fat-bottomed girls. <laughs> we're doing we're doing our special seven and a half hour arrangement of fat-bottomed girls. In about an hour and a half, it's gonna sound like a like a a a, a fugue, like a fugue for organ, but fat-bottomed girls. Do you guys want to try singing Fat Bottom Girls in the round right now? I don't no, really know how it goes. I, don't know I feel the like song. I don't know what you're talking about. Uh, you gonna take me home tonight? Okay. And then somebody and else. And I'll come starts. in. I'll come in. I'll come in in a second. Keep going. Are you gonna ride that ride by my fat bottom girls? You make the ragged world go round. Oh, oh, I love little girls. They make me feel so bad. I love. Little girls, you know that Ongo Boingo song? I don't. I actually, I I know the song, but hearing you say it without the the flashy '80s <laughs> instrumentals reveals how grossly disturbing that song is. All right, yeah. so I have an update. I bought the. Uh... Ryan is Let looking for a Halloween costume. Yeah, he's trying so to be Mr. Right Bean. Now, arriving Thursday, I. What the fuck? Why can't I see what I bought? Oh, there it is. The swack. 20-inch long, big, bouffant, curly wigs for women, synthetic heat-resistant fiber hair pieces with wig cap. Light, dirty you brand bought, number 12. You bought a real wig that people wear on For their $17 on Amazon? No fucking way people wear this for anything other than costumes. You don't know what poor people are like, bro. You Whoa, clearly are so boy. misinformed. Jeez. <laughs> You came at well, that so hard and so aggressively. Oh. What? It said, commonly bought together, Ruby's Beetlejuice Barbara adult mask. <laughs> and I'm showing him a picture of this because this is ridiculous, but 
I, yeah, why do they buy these two things together? Yeah, how about you get off your phone and stop making jokes that require a visual aspect? I right? liked Most it. Of I, didn't, that I didn't look around and I, I liked it. Poor people wear wigs is my point. <laughs> I don't know why that's the point you felt you had to make. but Because, it's been... Ryan, because I said you bought a real wig, which it clearly is, if you listen to the title of the wig. And he said, for $17? No way. I mean, yeah, I heard that part, but... I can combine them, be weird out in, <laughs> in Lederhosen. Okay, see, I just think all of this is weird to buy for a Mr. Bean costume. I um, <laughs> I bought a hat last night that said, let the fish who thinks he knows no fear look well upon my face. I'm pretty stoked for it. Are you okay, buddy? Yeah, what's up, man? <laughs> uh, You know. Just want to grill. Mm, yeah, <laughs> hey, well, I, I, I have think... five words for you. Okay, I'm ready. I did not watch this movie. Oh Six my words. god, <laughs> dude, that's actually not that's not chill or cool or funny because you already did that. You two, did it twice too. You did, you it, did it two. Twice you did it two. You did it actually three weeks in a row now because you didn't even finish Baby Geniuses. <laughs> that was enough for me. <laughs> You watched half of it. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I needed. You really needed the context on this one, my man. This is going to be a tricky needle to thread. The rap the is going to be threaded. Literally, the fact that you think that you're going to come up with a rap about this movie that's not going to get us immediately canceled <laughs> is like beyond oh, no. me. That's insane. I Challenge accepted. What is it, 2012? Well, <laughs> well no. <laughs> It sounds like we're we're ready to get into our movie, which this week is the 1999 classic Schindler's List. Write a rap about that, idiot. Yeah. You dumb cow. No, I'm but a it Jew, is... so it automatically makes it easy. Okay, well then, five cameras. I don't know what that is. It's so. a documentary about the Palestinian occupation. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Could have just made a joke about Spotlight or something. <laughs> <laughs> I could have. I could have. Uh, no, the, our movie this week is the 1999 classic, uh, The Other Sister. Um, this is a movie. This is a movie. Do you want to start, guys? Tino? Listen, guys. Yeah, I understand that I'm sort of the guy who knows how to talk about issues in a sensitive way so i'll take this um you have credit you have credibility from your poor people mask comment or wig <laughs> comment yeah the poor people they love me people poor people love the fuck out of me um so yeah uh this movie is about uh, a woman who has a developmental disability um they never explain in the film what it is they never actually name it um, but the whole concept is that she is, she is now coming home, um, from being in like, a, like a home for people with disabilities, uh, for years. And now her mother is like trying to keep her sheltered, but she wants to become an independent person. And she, uh, it's about her sort of, you know, growing up and becoming more mature and independent. And she meets a guy. It's a little romance. And the guy's got a, he's got a developmental disability too, but they still don't say what it is. But they just say it's similar to hers because nobody gave a fuck back then. The, the, <laughs> the warning that I, I think we should give, 
is we are going to, well, Tino and I, since we watched the movie, Ryan is a fucking joker. I don't know what he's going to say. Um, I mean, gonna probably tr- nothing, right? Well, I do probably have a question because I am gonna reading be as- the Wikipedia page right now. Oh, boy. You Can said I question and wait till after my disclaimer? Okay, yeah, go. We are going to treat this. Uh, uh, yeah, I'm not an expert in developmental disabilities, and I don't want to deal with it insensitively. Uh, and any humor that we're going to derive from this is from the movie not handling it sen- sensitively. So, I don't or know. Ryan. So or Ryan. I guess the, the movie all- slash Ryan. <laughs> <laughs> that's all to say that if you hear a joke that you think is us being offensive, it's not. So don't worry about it. It's all good. <laughs> Let your guard uh, down. I, yeah. Can I ask my question? Yeah, you have now? a question, Ryan? You have a question? The Wikipedia page says this is a rom-com. Yeah, it is. It is oh, a rom-com, okay. yeah. But you just really had to hammer home the mental disabilities, you guys? Well, okay. it's pretty central. <laughs> Yeah, I think maybe you didn't read the whole Wikipedia plot, buddy. <laughs> I think you you uh, devoted it's in as the much se- time first sentence. as <laughs> as much time uh, to the Wikipedia uh, article as you did to the movie, which is none. I think after that out of pocket shit he said about Hubie Halloween, he's trying to like really get some slack, you know? Yeah, he's gonna be he's gonna be extra extra on on um uh. uh on guard. I think you would probably describe this movie as uh, a community of, of marching band leaders like this guy because he has a developmental disability. Um, that would be that's my Ryan synopsis of this movie. Anyway, that's funny. <laughs> we can jump into the plot now. Uh, as as Tino alluded to, uh, this young this young woman is in uh, uh, this very rich. Uh, family in san francisco extremely uh, rich they're they're so wealthy like very, it's crazy to me <laughs> very rich um and they are really bad at dealing with her developmental disability she gets made fun of she doesn't have the support uh the dad is an alcoholic in the first scene um but he doesn't but, drink uh, but maybe again. only in the first scene yeah, only right? in the first scene so they either forgot or there was like a whole arc that i just didn't miss um but uh, so she goes to this 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 like um, school boarding school for people with developmental needs, um, and uh, and lives there for sixteen years. And it's sort of implied that they don't visit her at all. Sure, right? Like she's very she's very lonely, definitely. Yeah, and, but she thrives at this school. She's very popular at this school. She's very self-sufficient and independent, um, and uh, and has quite the quite the wake-up call when she when she gets back. And she goes to college, right? Am I am I wrong about that? Doesn't uh, she go to college? There's a fight. There's a fight about that. Of um, her mom, played by. I'm snapping at you to remember the name. Oh, 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 my God. Juliette Lewis? No, that's the main character. That's the main character. She was in, she was in that World War II movie that we watched in history class in high school. Tora, Tora, Tora. No. Uh, Diane Keaton. <laughs> Diane Keaton. What movie was that? 
I think she <clears> was <throat> in um, that movie that's about World War One at Christmas time. Apocalypto? Oh. No. Cubie <laughs> <Hubie> Halloween? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, let's see. Uh, looking for Mr. Goodbar? No, that's not. Annie Hall. Oh, you're thinking of Annie Hall. I'm not, but it's okay. We don't have to keep <laughs> No, we do. We do. We do. I might be wrong. I might have been wrong. Uh, Red. who it was. No. No. Um, was it the other sister? Nah, yes. it was, it was some kind of name like Silent Night or like, it's Christmas, like Miracle on Christmas. But it was about World War One. I. I know. Oh, you're... where all like the Germans and the Brits, they like on Christmas, they're like, we're not gonna fight tonight, and then they play it's... soccer in no man's land. Exactly, and the next day they kill all of each other. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Oh, amazing. Christmas. Wars. Truce. Uh. It's gonna kill me, so I got to. Um, okay. You keep going well, with the. You keep going with it. Yeah. So they go. She goes to school. Her family doesn't really. Her mom is sort of. Is apprehensive about it. You know, her mom is very like not not controlling, but she's very protective and she's very uh, very worried. So, but she does in the end, and she gets her own apartment, and um, she she you know. There's some moments where there's, like, dudes harassing her or, like, people sort of making fun of her, like, in a way. But she sort of ignores it and she's like, I'm at college, blah, blah, blah. And then she meets this other guy who, I don't remember what the character's name was, but he looked exactly like Devin Palmer. Do you guys know Devin Palmer? (laughs) Devin Palmer? He makes funny videos online. It's not important. But he looks shockingly like the guy from this movie. Oh. Um, Oh. Yeah. Yeah, right? Um, so this guy is also impaired in some way, similarly to Juliette Lewis. Um, and by the way, I don't know how you guys felt about their performances, but I thought it was a little tasteless. Very dry. Uh, the, the way they were acting. Uh, you know, Juliette Lewis is, like, doing a funny voice, and, like, Devin Palmer over here is, like... I don't know. I mean, you can be the judge yourself if you watch the film, but personally, I was not a fan of the way that they portrayed the characters. Yeah, it was more like it felt like an affectation more than a an actual embodiment. You know what I mean? Yeah, And I think exactly. that also has to do with, like, the dialogue. The dialogue in this movie was really frustrating because it was like when it was, for the most part, like normal boilerplate rom-com scenes and dialogue and like yeah i don't know it was just like very like it was uh it was sort of like just just like not fully realized you know like we're gonna do a rom-com but it's also gonna be with you know developmentally disabled people Without there fully were, considering yes. like Please, all of the implications we've, you've of that. said so many times that they have a mental disability I get it. We get it as the listeners. How the fuck are you on your high horse about this? <laughs> we literally asked you to explain the plot of Hubie Halloween, and the first thing you said was he has a developmental disability, and it's not even in the script. It's not even in the movie. You yes, just it think is. that because it's, it's so no, in the no, movie. No, you just think that because it's an Adam Sandler movie. That's always how he acts in movies. Have you man. seen Hubie Halloween? You haven't seen this movie, have you? 
That's not the question. That's not. Nah. You can't answer my but question you, with but another you question. But you can't be making judgments about my interpretation or the way that I discuss this movie if I can't judge how you discuss Hubie Halloween. Look, man, all I'm saying is you guys are tastelessly hammering in the fact that they are mentally disabled. It's the I get it's, it. I guarantee you some, some like, TV exec went into a boardroom and said, you guys, what if we do a rom-com about autistic people? And that's how they made it. Let, that's yeah. the whole concept of the movie. Yeah. But we'll get to that. <laughs> Point is, she meets this guy. And the guy's getting made fun of, too, pretty, pretty hard. People are cutting him in line because he's not paying attention to the world around him. Yeah. That was the other thing about this movie is, like, for some reason, whoever made this movie must think that, like, people are outwardly and horribly terrible just generally most of the time. Because it was such it was such over-the-top, like, yelling of names and screaming and having absolutely no patience and just, like, outward vitriol. That, like, do people do that? Do, like, many people do that? I don't Honestly, know. Honestly, I, I think so. If it's, a, if it's the kind of thing where it's not really, like, a visible disability like that, I think it's a lot easier for people to make fun of it. I guess that's maybe true. Maybe. The movie you were thinking of was Joy You Know Well. And you were thinking Thank of Diane you. Kruger for some reason. No, I mean for some reason it's a Diane K. Like, what are you gonna? What are you, oh, come on? What are you gonna do? Right? <laughs> I mean, yeah, Sparky, they, come on. They it's look. Diane K. They look very dissimilar. There is a, quite a tremendous age gap between them. Like I would know. <laughs> also, the Christmas truce. Apparently, there are people in Illinois that reenact it every year. But the whole, gonna say. <laughs> but the whole thing is just that they didn't shoot each other and drank together and played soccer, right? Yeah, it's just a drunk soccer. It's game. just a soccer game. It's just a soccer game. It's just a soccer game. I thought you were gonna say there's a group of people in Illinois who believe that the Christmas truce didn't happen. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, probably, probably. <laughs> anyway, so so yeah, so they she becomes friends with this guy. You know, there's a pretty quick connection. Um, and they get, they start hanging out outside of school, you know, but she tells him she doesn't want to date yet. She's not really ready for that. So they take it pretty slow. Um, it turns out this dude whose name I still can't remember, uh, is the upstairs neighbor of a guy whose name I believe is Vinny, who is a, a like a military veteran Eddie. who hates Eddie. Eddie. And he hates he hates loud music, which all military veterans, I guess they probably actually do. They probably hate. do, yeah. Yeah, that makes sense now that I think about it. Um and you know, Eddie's uh, Eddie's like kind of like a bit of a bit of a paternal figure for this guy. Whatever, he's a nice guy. He looks like that guy from the video game Left for Dead. You know. Oh, sure. Yeah. Vibes. Vibes. Um so yeah, they they hang out they hang out at this guy's apartment and watch a movie or whatever then what happens um are you talking about ernie 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 Ernie. Ernie. um because you know that's when uh you got danny and you got ernie that's all i that's all i can contribute so it wait is danny the one that she is dating yeah okay cool 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 Cool, i know that much um uh, what I think that uh, they are 
they they have like a whole flirtation thing and they end up getting uh uh they're gonna go to a dance um and um or maybe it's that uh i think that carla the 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 main character is Mm -hmm. uh uh becomes jealous that danny has all of this freedom and she wants her own apartment um and that brings us to uh, my Miller highlight of this movie, which was the real the real estate agent with the VCR camera. Um, yeah, I didn't really get why he was doing that. Why I, he could just give them a normal tour? I don't know either, but it was goddamn delightful. Um, I guess uh, it's maybe because the mom is out of town. Maybe that's what it is. Yeah, maybe. So Diane Keaton is uh, looking for apartments with this guy this like flamboyant real 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 estate real real estate realtor this realtor yeah um, sure realtor real estate agent the whole real estate broker the whole thing the whole thing is just him running around way out of focus in front of this vhs like standing outside of apartments yelling and peeking his very zoomed in head up and being like this is a wonderful apartment crown molding look and he's like yelling at them yelling at the vcr guy i don't know it was funny it was good because people back then didn't know how to use cameras you know it wasn't a thing everyone did the thing that people the thing that people forget about people from the 90s is that they were stupid and don't deserve our respect they were pretty dumb though right they were pretty thought they thought they literally thought all the computers are going to reset and turn off and they would lose all their cash they thought that was going to happen, they thought like, it, for they, real. They were so dumb that they thought that if it rolled over, everyone would die. Exactly. They thought that, uh, I don't know, Tom Bergeron would never make it out of basic cable. Fucking idiots. <laughs> and look where he is look now. Look where he is now. I guess he where was on he? network the whole time. I don't know. I think he got fired. <laughs> Probably deserved it. Let's Tom be honest, right? Bergeron net worth. Oh man, this is the Googling Things episode. It, it is. Net worth. I've been looking up rhymes this whole time. I'm glad, buddy. Wow. Very I really wish you had never, ever, ever revealed that that was part of your process. <laughs> <laughs> um, celebrity Net Worth says he has $16 million. That's a lot. I still don't know who this guy is or what he did and why we're talking about him. Tom Bergeron? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. He came into my mind, and now I'm going to set a Google alert for him. Wowie. For when he dies or for when he gets fired? For any any Tom Bergeron news. Okay. <laughs> and he still won't tell me what he did. You know, I don't know much Cyrano about Tom de Bergerac. <laughs> yeah, I think he's talking about Cyrano de Bergerac. Yeah. Um, so, so she gets her own she, apartment. There you go. Uh, and is thriving. She is thriving. Um, and uh, they start dating. Uh, they yeah, go to this. The thing. They go to this Halloween dance. I'll be real. I don't remember the Halloween dance. They go to the Halloween dance because uh, Danny meets her Carla's family, and they're really concerned that it's just some creep who's trying to take advantage of Carla. And then Danny shows up in an adorable dog costume, and they're like, okay. 
And he goes, he goes, ref, 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 ref. He does a whole barking yeah. thing. Um, and so, you know, the family realizes he's, he's, he's a genuine guy and it's not some bad thing. Um, and then they go, they go one day and they hang out back at, I think Carla's apartment and they're like making out and, and they're, Danny's like, Hey, you want to have sex? And she's like, um, I don't think so. But she's to her credit. She's pretty well informed about sex. Um, she understands that it's a thing that two people do when they're very much in love and she's not ready to because she wants to wait for a special occasion such as Thanksgiving. I could have used more gospel. I could have used more like heavy handed Christ imagery in this part of it. I could just get uncomfortable every time sex is talked about and there isn't like very like piled on levels of shame and guilt. Right. And that's because of your own sort of hangups and upbringing, yeah, I right? Guess, I guess I guess so. But I generally think that, like, because I have that, everyone needs it. You know what sure. I mean? Like, does that yeah. make sense to you? Do you understand why uh, I think— Yeah, no, it actually makes perfect sense. I have never empathized with someone who was at all different from me. So I can totally get where you're coming I from. I don't even think that that's physically possible. If I'm, I don't think it's I don't think it's a physical sensation. I think we make it all up in the head. Honestly, I think it's all up here. I mean, what are we but but soups in a vat? You know, brain soup. I'm a tomato soup, actually. Me too. Wow, That's you good. think we're in the same vat? Do you think we're in the I'm same more of a vat? Bisque. You're a bisque. You're a bitch. <laughs> nice. <laughs> no, Woo! I'm actually got you know him. What? You know what? Got him. You know what? Got him. You know what? Got him. You know what? Sucks. Woo. You know right. what? What, Mr. Bean? What What do I know? What do I know? Huh? Huh? Then I'm a bisque. <laughs> okay, you, yeah, that's a good point. You, between having the three, the effectively three extra days to watch this movie and failing to, and having that long pause and only coming up with, I'm a bisque, um, <laughs> you really use your time wisely. I was prepping... For other stuff that could not be occupied by <laughs> by uh, by watching shitty movies from '99, and this yeah. is far more fun for me. Well, you other know stuff, what? Other you know stuff what? like your like your curly haired German Mr. Bean costume <laughs> <laughs> couldn't possibly multitask that one. <laughs> so they don't they don't have sex yet, okay? Because it's they're waiting for Thanksgiving. Oh, I do want to mention. I forgot. Uh, they get okay. their grades back. Um, at this community college oh, at the God. dance, which is terrible. Uh, Danny yeah. had failed his class, and apparently his dad was paying his rent and his expenses. Um, and uh, and since he failed, uh, that's drying up, and it's uh, he's got to go to Florida. He's gonna gonna have to go to Florida. But he's he but he buys himself some time, right? Isn't that what happens? He's like he tells his dad he's not ready to go to Florida yet. Uh, and so he buys a little time and they uh i guess that's that's sort of when we learn about like like carla has like the one big insecurity where she doesn't like people laughing at her right and and danny's whole thing is that he's really insecure about being dumb and that's sort of where we learn that right um and so the whole thanksgiving thing happens they go to thanksgiving at carla's house oh no they don't both go but Carla is at Thanksgiving at her parents' house. Right. And sh- and she's trying to get out of there. And her parents are like, uh, Carla, what are, you so, what are you in such a rush about? And she's like, nothing. I just want to get home. Okay? 
because she doesn't want to tell. It's sort of embarrassing. Sure. And they go home, and they do it. They have sex, you guys. And it's a beautiful thing. It's love, okay? It's incredibly... It's two souls finding each other, expressing love in the most uh, sinful and unforgivable way possible. And it's beautiful. Wait, who's banging? But, Danny but, and Elizabeth? Yeah. Danny and Carla. Oh. Who's Elizabeth? That's the mom. Yeah, so it's not Danny and Elizabeth. Definitely <laughs> no, not Carla. Danny and Elizabeth. Yeah. Um, and... Uh, so they end up going... Uh, the other thing is Danny drinks too much. Danny gets drunk a lot. And that is my... That brings me to my Miller highlight if we're there. <laughs> really? If we're there. I just love seeing the guy happy. I'll be real. There's a scene where Danny's just running down the street, yeah. shouting his shouting his guts out, singing, dancing. Sure. And it's so nice to see him have that energy. You never see that in the rest of the movie. Yeah. Um, but every rose has its thorn, and every drink has its drunk. Uh, and that comes to bear at the Christmas party at the country club. Hmm. Um, uh, so at this country club, uh, Carla has two sisters as the title of the film would suggest sort of adjacently, I guess. Um, uh, uh, one of them is, is Sarah Paulson. Um, and then there's somebody else. I don't know. Yeah, um, I had the same thing. I was like, oh, that's Sarah Paulson. And then I was like, oh, is that like the middle sister from Full House or something? <laughs> like, what's going on there? Who was that? What was her name? The one that wasn't Candace Cameron Burr. Exactly. Jody Sweeten. Good. How the looking fuck out. did you pull that one? <laughs> she did a lot of meth. <laughs> nice. Ryan keeps a cataloged list of all celebrities with meth addiction. <laughs> <laughs> no, just the full house category. Did, did um, hey, did that uh, did that dog Comet tweak? No, Comet was a Comet was a good boy. Oh, that's nice. That yeah. is nice. Definitely dead though now, right? A hundred percent, yeah, like, for sure. Very dead, and the kids Maybe are they... dead too. Well, I wouldn't go that far. <laughs> but I do think no, the, the kids dog's probably kids, all do The dog's math. kids, not the, not, the, not the children on the television show. Sure, sure. But I think the children that were on the television show are definitely doing meth now also. Do you the think... The little babies. Do you think... Uh, well, those are the Olsen twins. Yeah, have you seen them recently? Which, which characters on Full House are going to get an in-memoriam slot at the daytime Emmys? <laughs> Bob Saget. Bob Saget, Bob Saget unquestionably, sure. probably, probably like one of the ones between producers, so everybody claps really loudly. Who's Uncle Jesse? What's his name? John Stamos. John Stamos. John Stamos might get one. Honestly, I think they'll probably all get it just because they were on Full House, you know? Yo, Uncle I don't Joey, know, though? <laughs> Cut it out. If Uncle Joey. <laughs> If Uncle Joey doesn't get a daytime Emmy, I will kill myself on live TV. Oh, <laughs> my God. <laughs> I don't think you should do that. Um, that was a reference. That was a reference, you guys. <laughs> Clearly, you're not cultured. It was a, was it reference, was a reference to that time I threatened public suicide if Candace Cameron Burr didn't get a daytime Emmy. <laughs> <laughs> So self-referential. Uh, yeah. It was meta. Listen, Danny's getting drunk at this Christmas party, okay? And 
uh, and he's so passionate about his love for Carla that he sort of runs up on stage in the middle of like a band performance. What does he interrupt again? He, the other sister is getting married. Um, uh, wow. <laughs> um, Wait, and, really? Yeah. There's a wedding scene, dude. Did you watch this I thought, movie? No, I did, but I thought you said Christmas party. It was. It was. But and at, also a wedding? Yeah. And no, no, no. It was the fiance of the other sister who was engaged was giving a toast, and then they were going to dance to Baby I'm Yours. Okay, and sure, during yeah. the band playing Baby I'm Yours, um, he interrupted and gave this whole big speech. Um, which was like drunk and he had green chartreuse, which was a weird choice, but you know, <laughs> bartender's going to tend bar, I guess. Um, yeah. <laughs> and he gets really drunk and eventually embarrasses her and says that they had sex and it's the whole time. Um, mm-hmm. and Carla breaks down and is really not happy and they yell at each other. They have um, a whole bad argument. Not good. Not good. It really like not good. Calls him, she calls him dumb. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Really goes Iffy. for the gut. Yeah, it looks yeah. like according to the Wikipedia page around this time, everyone is laughing at them the whole time too. This is exactly. well, not the whole time. It was. It was like people were thinking it was very sweet and nice up until he started saying about how they had sex. Yeah. <laughs> I see. I see. I see. Um. And then, and so they break up. They break up, man. Big time, big time. And uh, and you know, Carla doesn't want to talk to him anymore. And I don't know. Does something happen? Does Danny do something where he's like, Carla doesn't want to talk to me anymore. I'm sad. Is that when he goes to Ernie's house, he all go- drunk off his ass? Yeah, I think so. I don't know. Maybe. Um, but the next big thing is at the church. Um, sure, sure. He. Uh, it's sort of woven in this movie that they are both big fans of The Graduate, which I don't well, know. Well, I think it's like he tells her about it early yeah. in the movie. Yeah, and but they, he's clearly like a watch it. big fan of The Graduate. He loves seems it. seems like a weird movie to be a big fan of generally. I'll give you this. It's about a guy, a young guy, who um, finds love as a result of the fact that he is like different from the other boys and he's sort of quiet and awkward, right? I wouldn't characterize the graduate that way, but I guess a screenwriter who didn't understand the movie might. I mean, obviously the graduate is about more things than that, but if <laughs> like like literally that is what the plot is sure. about. Sure. Sure. So yeah, I think I I get the connection oh, uh, sure. personally. Um and then uh so he interrupts it the the sister's wedding graduate style there's the whole big scene where he's getting on a train to go to florida and then turns around and hitchhikes back and etc oh thank yeah. um which i oh, think forgets his, he forgets his ticket on the train he forgets his ticket on the train there's a the whole thing i think that is a, a graduate reference too come to think of it um i yeah, forgot there was a is. mad chase to get the to the church um and uh uh and they declare their love for each other and it's all good except um danny proposes carla says yes and mom and dad don't approve well mom doesn't approve 
but dad's chill like they've they've really established after the whole thing where he was an alcoholic you know maybe they just put him being an alcoholic into the first scene so he'd be like oh okay he's chill <laughs> so he's kind of he's kind of cool and chill he's kind of cool because he drinks too much yeah i mean he doesn't drink i think the idea is that he became a better father in the meantime and she didn't mm. it could have mm. been the tail end of his alcoholism because he is a recovering alcoholic according to the wikipedia page but you're not going to tell me that people who used to be alcoholics aren't more chill, bro. I've known some oh, chill totally recovering are. alcoholics. Yeah, they're chill as hell. They're very at peace with themselves most of the time. Exactly. So, yeah, they uh, the mom doesn't approve, but then eventually she does. You know, she brings her around. Um, and they uh, have their little wedding. Uh they do their own vows. The priest thinks he has to do it, but they break out their own vows. They get married. They have a little kish-kish. Yep. Um, and the dad shows up and the mom shows up as well. Also, one of the sisters uh, is... Um, uh, oh, it's, well, it's Sarah Paulson's gay. Yeah, she is gay. In the movie, too. Nice. Yeah, in the movie, too. <laughs> and there's a whole thing uh, where she's like, well, I guess nobody in this family likes me because I'm gay. And I guess this is the last time you guys see me because I'm gay. Sorry, guys. I'm gay. Um, and I guess she probably has a point because they're like, you know, waspy 90s family. Sure. But uh, yeah, so that's her whole thing, basically. Like, I, She probably said more, but most of what she said in the movie was, sorry, guys, I'm gay. Like, nothing I can do about it, okay? I'm gay. Sorry. I'm gay. Gay. Happy ever after, right? The movie ends. It's uh, done. Oh, yeah. there's a marching band. There's a big scene where, uh, so he, uh, Danny is really into marching bands and is friends with all of the marching bands. And uh, uh, they're about to drive off in Ernie's Mustang, who, which Danny really likes, um, is uh, there's a whole big marching band, a whole parade. Like uh, they, got, they got army folks and flag gentlemen and band and jumping walking wally and he says it's a gift for his wife i think it was probably a gift for him yeah you know? I let's think be honest she enjoyed it though she liked it of course and as i would myself but i think he got it because he likes marching bands but and isn't that seems pretty obvious isn't that uh isn't that the sign of a strong marriage is the thing that makes her happy is the thing that makes him happy that sounds like an abusive relationship. Does it? That sounds that sounds okay <laughs> to me. <laughs> I think. I don't know what. <laughs> I mean, I, misheard, I didn't imply I total subservience, but I misheard what he said. Oh yeah, cool. You probably shouldn't comment on the things that we say when you're busy looking for your read out glasses, right? I was writing a rap, thank you, and I think it's one of the best. How's I'm your, excited to hear it. How are you gonna pick up a fucking uh uh? Help me out here. Squeeze box. Accordion. I don't know what that means. Oh. How are you going to get an accordion? And then at the very end of the movie, they're driving off, and out of the middle of the the marching brand, Ice Cube breaks out, and he's like, no. all right, let's all right, let's take this downtown. That's and then he starts, he goes, and then it's like, you know, horns in the back. We got the bass drums. This guy's going crazy on the mic, that's, just dropping bars like it's nothing. not true. Starts singing Boys in the Hood or Friday or something, you know? Yeah, he goes, he goes, because today was a good day because you got married. That didn't happen, uh, that's, though. I, I wish I'd seen that scene. Yeah, yeah well, it didn't happen, so. Should have watched the movie. 
Damn. Should have watched the movie. Wait, do we have an ad this week, or do we uh, do we have one ready? Do you have uh, one? Yeah, I, I got one. <laughs> okay, cool. Let's let's hear the ad. This week, ninety nine one hundred is brought to you by Borat Two. <laughs> Very nice. Hey Tino, what's up? Who's the boss? Borat. That's right. This is still the ad. No, goddamn it. Love Borat no. too. <laughs> that was a perfect button. That was the best ad we've ever done. God you can just damn edit it. Out. There was a lot of there was a lot of dead air. Hey Tino, who's the boss? I'll tell you, Sparky, and I'll tell you one time. Um, <laughs> Mrs. Robinson, bro. That's a from the graduate. Con- that's a strong contender, yeah. Thank you, because I think she un- unwittingly sort of sets the whole plot in motion. You know, sure. this Danny guy is looking for love because of his love for the graduate, aka his love for Mrs. Robinson Do you from think- the graduate. Do you think that there's a possibility that there's a cut of this movie um, where, like, we are seeing uh, the the one side of what Dustin Hoffman was going through in The Graduate, like from What's-Her-Face's perspective? <laughs> no, that's dumb. I don't need yeah, to. No, I don't. We didn't need to explore that. That was dumb. <laughs> Sorry, man. But yeah, no, I do think that it is either Mrs. Robinson or Ernie, the military vet who lives underneath Danny. Ernie is a very, very strong contender, but I'm going to say it's Walkin' Wally. Walkin' Wally's like the drum major of the band, band okay. major. And he, he's like really good buddies with Ernie and, he's uh, and Danny. He's 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 very cool, very chill. He probably yeah. got everybody together, probably got everybody together to do this big parade. Right, he was like, come on, you guys, he's getting married. I can see it now. Yeah, right? Yeah. It's walking Wally. I like that. I mean, we let Ryan pick last week, but Ryan, do you have any thoughts? Or yeah, do you have any of... thoughts about who it is? I'm going to say the dad. That's a bad the choice. Dentist, the dentist, recovering alcoholic. He's got good teeth. I respect teeth. that. I respect that. See, if you wanted to make that choice, the real answer would be the guy at the school that she went to, who was very understanding and chill. And and a good advocate for Carla. It's everything Danny? that you like about the dad, but like better. Listen, but there was that scene where the dad had the argument with the mom in the garden to get Carla some more freedom. Am I right? That is true. That's true. That is true. And doesn't the dad and, come back in the end? He's at the wedding. The dad. Oh, yeah. The dad is always always going to the wedding. The dad is like, "That's my daughter. I'm going to that wedding." And Diane ah, Keaton so was like, like, but I was in Annie Hall. <laughs> I was like, give yeah. me a break. Seriously, no one cares, Diane Keaton. We don't like him anymore. We don't like Woody. Yeah, stop bringing it up. It's weird. You're sort of like scaring everyone away. How does he still get work? Woody Allen? Yeah. Because he's extremely rich and respected. He you know, Scarlett Johansson. for the whole other thing. Of course, but Scarlett Johansson came out after all the accusations and said that she would still work with him. Well, Scarlett wow. Johansson wow. also also fought for her right to play uh, like minorities. She was yeah, she was playing a robot, right? 
Yeah, and that garbage. Uh, what was that movie? Her. Um, no, Ghost in the Shell. Ghost in the oh. Shell. I'd say. Yeah. And her, I guess, both of them. And her, yeah. I think. I you think guys didn't like her. She was good in her. I wanted to know who the original person. Do you know? You know this? You know, there's a whole other person. When, I did uh, not know that. In when Joaquin Pahonix was dubbing and acting, it was like a whole other different woman. And uh, and then ScarJo was like, mm, "I'll have that work, please." Damn. That's do you think up. the you think the first one still got paid or what? Uh, probably scale. Spike Jones Damn, is a dude. fucking snake. Clearly. Damn. And I thought I liked that guy. I don't think I've ever finished that movie. I think I talked about this before. I've started watching her like four different times and just never got through it. I think like once you get to the scene where he's sitting on the staircase and he's like, what? You're in love with everybody? Then you sort of get the whole point of the movie and you can kind of turn it off. I don't know if you got there. <laughs> no, but... I did get there. That's that's like around where I turned it off the whole time. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> there, were, there was like a couple of the times I turned it off there and then like there was that thing where that like video game character was calling him a bitch and an idiot or something and i was like all right spike go ahead i, I think it was a bisque yeah <laughs> stupid <laughs> fuck you guys <laughs> oh ryan you got a rap for us or what yeah lay it down on me yeah i got it away we go all right a community of band leaders that's irrelevant got a rich girl that's a Fuck, let me start over. Okay. A community of band leaders that's irrelevant got a rich girl that's irreverent alcoholi- alcoholism that's not intelligent. Sent to boarding school for 16 years, got alcoholism for 16 beers. Goes to college, got no more tears. But she got an apartment, got 16 peers. Now she's independent, a woman in the world so transcendent. Got a partner now, new defendant. So much hate and no patience. Got a lot of pain, now have acquaintance. Taking it slow with low cadence oh shit it's ernie a nice guy just a fly on the wall not in disguise looking for apartments crown molding a bonsai computer's gonna go no lie heads are gonna roll don't cry now it's thanksgiving thank god danny is giving time warp time for christmas it's the second coming oh god it's danny and his words are loving talking about his love and danny coming carla's freaking out the tears are running Having a wedding and they bring up the vows. Priest is shocked, bring up his brows. The sister is gay like gang girls now. Happily ever after. Wait, another round. And now, Sparky, can you just, like, edit in a bunch of marching band music? Like, uh, right I'll here? try. No promises. Yeah, right right there where I said that. You can just cut that and then put in the marching band sounds. I think I might. Or, or I will just... Ha- have like a little track of me saying fuck you ryan fuck you ryan fuck you ryan fuck you ryan um like a couple times but i don't know you had some bars in there though dude those are pretty good the sisters gay liking girls now (laughs) yeah man i really couldn't figure out what to do after priest is shock bring up his brows nah dude that was perfect that's that like no joke i think that was a good line all time Anyway, uh, that brings us to Milk and Merlot, um, where we decide whether this movie is aged like a fine Merlot or spoiled like milk. Tina, why don't you kick it off? I don't like this movie. 
<laughs> I hope everybody said it with me back home. Uh, it was, it was uh, how you say, not funny. And the whole problem is that it's a rom-com um, where it's like supposed to be funny because it's a rom-com. But all the jokes are about the fact that they have a disability in some way connected to it. It's like, oh, aren't they so quirky and goofy because yeah. they don't know how to, how to live in the world? And that doesn't make me happy. Yeah. That's not what I want to see in a movie. I agree. It's not bad enough to be, like, outwardly terrible, and it's not quite, like, gimmicky enough to be exploitative, but it's certainly, like, not good. Sometimes I feel like you guys are watching these movies, but you're not putting yourself in the position (laughs) of someone in 1999 watching these movies. Well, the whole fucking point, the whole goddamn (laughs) premise, the whole conceit, of this shitty thing that we've been doing for 28 weeks is that we're figuring out if they're still good now. I don't have a goddamn time machine. Or machine. Either one. Yeah. If I wanted to know what I thought in 1999, it would be goo-goo-ga-ga because I'm a baby. I'll tell you what I thought. I'll tell you what I thought in 1999. Oh shit, gotta get to the bus. I had a crazy job at an office and I always had to <laughs> I had to go really early. I was waking up late, so I had to run to the bus. Um well that means that uh, Ryan, did you have a did you have a rating based on the Wikipedia article you've read for the last twenty eight minutes? Um Yeah, it was alright. <laughs> Definitely would not watch this movie. Well, but, uh, you wouldn't the first time, so I would be surprised if <laughs> you did three, the second. The three paragraphs on Wikipedia was just enough for me. <laughs> yeah, I think you're right, man. Well, you don't know anything about the movie, but maybe you can pull up the legs and really redeem yourself. Come in clutch. Okay. Yeah. All right. Let's hear them. Legs. Let's go. Let's do it. Come on, bud. Opening weekend. This movie made $6.62 oh, million. Dollars. And how about Adjusted the legs? Adjusted for inflation. Christ. How about the legs? Total this movie made $49,867,612. I would love it. I would love it if you would tell me the legs. And now the legs. I would love it if you would tell me the legs, Ryan. And now the legs. Thank, Thank you. you. What are you? Adam Sandler from Hubie Halloween? No, I was thinking he was See, more Scooby-Doo. Oh, yeah, I like that. That's funnier. (laughs) And now the legs. (gasps) Coming in at a wonderful 4.20. Wow. Nice, Are you for real? Are you serious? (laughs) Nice. 420. Fucking nice, dude. Yes, dude. That's yeah, sick, man. Danny. Someone tell Danny about that. He would get a kick that's out of that, so bro. That's so fucking sick, dude. <laughs> well, that's going to do it for the other sister. Um, which one was the other sister? <laughs> I, I think it was the, the gay yeah, one. No, are you? Oh, that's actually. That's a, that's a good question, Sparky. I don't know who the other sister is. I mean, it depends. You know, if we're looking at it from Danny's perspective. It's probably Jody Sweeten who's the other sister, right? <laughs> yeah, it's definitely Jody Sweeten. Asked and answered. Our movie next week will be 
1999 classic remake of the 1970 classic Neil Simon remake, The Out of Towners. Let me give you that log line. Uh, the remake, this is the log line. The remake of the 1970s Neil Simon comedy follows the adventures of a married couple, Henry and Nancy Clark, as they are vexed by misfortune while in New York City for a job interview. And this was obviously during one of the periods where they had broken up and they weren't really making music anymore. Art Garfunkel was sort of out doing his own thing and Simon was just, Did I you say know, Paul Simon? No, you no. Oh, I was okay. making a joke. Jesus <laughs> <Sorry>. Christ! <laughs> Terrifying. Anyways, if 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 this is any indication of of bears any resemblance to Paul Simon, I mean, I guess it's a good tie-in because we were talking about the Graduate. Um, but it will be a very beautiful movie, and then you'll think about it and be like, mm, that doesn't make any sense. <laughs> the fuck is a bridge over troubled water, huh? That's dumb. Where's Scarborough? It, okay. I am like, first, okay, listen, Scarborough Fair, that song doesn't make any sense, but just Bridge Over Troubled words. Water, Bridge Over bridge, bridge over Troubled Water is one of the simplest metaphors I've ever heard in my entire life. Uh, well, clearly they didn't explain it enough for this guy. Yeah. But you can, catch all, you can catch all of the Paul Simon jokes that we're going to tell next week on 99100. <laughs> uh, as a, thank you so much for listening. Um, thank you to Scott for filling in for me last week. Much obliged. Thanks, Scott. Thank um, you. He's not listening to this. Um, no, absolutely not. Yeah. Uh, I have been your prodigal son host, Sparky Shelton. And I will change my bitch up. Smack my bitch up. <laughs> Tino Mickens. Wow. That's the prodigy. Sorry. Oh, that, okay. Thank you. Everybody. <laughs> and as always, I'm Ryan. Good night.